Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, finding alternative energy sources is always big news, right? Being able to generate electricity from the wind, the sun, and from water, well, those have really marked some big strides forward. But can we do more? Turns out, yes, we can. How about generating energy from falling snow? That would really be something, wouldn't it? Well, scientists say they've actually managed to do this. Researchers at UCLA, in cooperation with Canadian scientists at both the University of Toronto and McMaster University, have actually revealed their mechanism in research this week. It involves producing a relatively simple, looks like, silicone platform that harnesses energy from falling snow. How does it work? How quickly can we make use of this? Well, for those questions and more, we turn to Mayor Alcadi, who's a UCLA chemistry researcher and the co-author of this project and the research. Well, Mayor, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to start here by asking you to explain this whole thing. Like, are you talking about generating electricity from falling snow? Yes, that's exact, that exactly what we made. So we made uh, a device that uh, creates electricity from the falling snow. And we call that device triboelectric nanogenerator. Uh, well, it sounds so technical, right? Yeah. So uh, let's make it simple. So if you ever get yourself a truck by touching the doorknob after rubbing your feet against the carpet, that's exactly the way our devices work. This is static electricity. So what you really have is one material that's willing to give up electrons and another material that likes to extract these electrons. So the snow is that first material that likes to give up electrons, and we just created the device that can extract these electrons so we can convert that into electricity. And voila, we have electricity. <laughs> So that's the that's our devices. That's what we made. Okay, you just made it sound so simple. But if it was so simple, why hasn't anybody done this before? <laughs> well, that's an excellent question. In fact, the idea of the snow getting or getting uh, a static charge has been known for decades, but it was never used for creating electricity. It was actually discovered back in the 1960s. Some scientists and researchers, I think they were some physicists at the Embryo College uh, of London, and they found the mechanism by which snow creates electricity when, another, when it, it, it comes in friction with another snow particle. And they tried to create electricity out of it, but they, they failed. And there were like multiple trials. They were trying more to understand what's happening. There was like more progress that was you know, uh, going on in the 1970s. They found the exact mechanism there. But it did not happen until, like, in the 1990s that the U.S. Army, they got a research center. Uh, it's the Cold Regions Research Center in New Hampshire. And what they tried to do is they tried to create electricity from ice. They tried to grow some, some ice layer on, 
uh, a cylinder of a stainless steel, and then they got a belt around it made out of different materials. And as it's rotating, they could, uh, they could generate an electric field with a very high voltage up to like 1.2 kilovolts. Well, that sounds great, but it's not practical because that's not extracting energy from snow. It's actually they're using ice for this to, to work. So we actually got the first trial of creating electricity from the, fall, from the falling snow. We just uh, understand the static electricity. We thought that the snow is willing to govern electrons. Then why not bring another material with the opposite of charge, you know, so that we can extract these electrons and convert them to electricity. And we, we got our device that way. Okay. So scientists over the years have come up with brilliant methods to extract the energy from the fundamental forces that we have in nature. You've got the water, you've got the wind, you've got the sun. We have devices that can harvest all these energies. But now for the first time, we're creating a device that, you know, harvests electricity from the falling snow. And the reason why this is very exciting is because you can't tell. I mean, every winter we get more than 30% of the earth of the land all covered by snow, right? So we have a huge source of energy that's just waiting to be collected. And we, we now made the device that can do that. So how big is this device and can it be deployed anywhere? Well, hey, well, that's another good question. Yes. Well, this is made out of, uh, of silicone, which is basically a rubbery material. It's used in lubricants. It's used in electrical insulations. It's a very cheap material you can find. It. And also, like, actually, it's used in biomedical implants as well. Um, so that silicone, it's available actually in the form of a paint. So it can be painted. Uh, we envision that these, uh, this layer of silicone right, can be painted on buildings. On one hand, to provide protection against humidity and against water, because you need that during the constructions anyways. You need a layer that provides the protection against water. So, so we can have that silicon layer, which is our device, basically uh, as a venting on constructions and buildings. So on one hand, to provide the protection against water, but on the other hand, it can also create electricity at the instance when the snow is uh, falling. So it can be made into any uh, size. Uh, it's stretchable, it's flexible, it's ultra thin. We can make it at any size. Right now, we made like the prototypes at the lab scale. They're the size of uh, like uh, a few inches wide. It's not so big, but, but it's just very easy to scale up because the materials are very abundant and, you know, they can be painted on large uh, areas. Right. This, is very, this sounds very exciting and it sounds like it would have immediate potential. Is there a lot of interest in this? Are you already getting people asking you about manufacturing this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, hear, we actually got a lot of emails from different people trying to uh, see potential uh, for commercialization of these devices. What I would uh, respond to these questions is, we're just at the beginning. We made the device. We demonstrated the concept here. We have a proof of concept of our, you know, our device and how it works. We, we showed that it can extract the electricity, but we are still looking to improve the power output of this device. And that's what we have left here. So we're, we're working. We're, here, we're busy here trying to improve the power output for our devices. So then we will have... Um, 
will have very high efficiency for our devices at the end of the day. Okay, so then how much energy does this create? Like, can it power a building? If a building uses this as their membrane, can it power that building or how much energy? At the time, it will not be enough electricity to power buildings. But we are uh, basically, it, just to give you an example for analogy, uh, we... Uh, the tribal electric generators, you know, it's, it's a very recent area of research. And maybe, like, if you ask me, like, 10 years ago about this, you know, we scientists didn't know much about this at all. It was not even existing. So um, at the time when the first tribal electric nanogenerator was developed, the power output was very, very low. When you compare it to a solar cell, it's about, like, a thousand times less efficient than a solar cell. So uh, with time, with less than a year... You know, scientists were able to get the power output to exceed that of the solar cell, just to get the idea. So if you have a solar cell or solar panels that's covering the uh, ceilings of your building, they, they got enough electricity to power your building, right? And that's what we're looking for. We're trying to make or to improve our performance of our devices so that they are, at least they are on bar with solar cells, if not exceed their power performance. Ah, okay. So then how far away do you think, Mayor, that we are from actually using this uh, in our everyday lives? Like, when can we use this and it'll be able to help us with energy issues? Uh, I would say, well, this is a research question. So we've got a lot to do in the lab to improve the performance here of our devices. But I would say within uh, a couple of years, we could have something. That's pretty impressive. Listen, thank you for explaining to us. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. That's Mayor Al-Khadi, who's a UCLA chemistry researcher and the co-author of this research, along with researchers as well from McMaster University and the University of Toronto. Some pretty exciting stuff.